Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. It is time for it to get hot and heavy. Summer is coming up. June is going to be crazy busy with all these official visits, all these targets coming on campus. And, hey, look, we're going to go position by position. Of course, where Florida needs it the most uh, right here to finish out this class of 2024. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Wow. I mean, <laughs> big names, big names galore coming up to finish up, you know, to finish this class of 2024 uh, coming up. Great start for the Gators, of course, in this class, but we'll see how they finish it out. This month of June will be ever so important in how Florida finishes this class. You know, you, you hope with all these visits coming up that Florida is going to have most of this class committed heading into the season and we'll see how it all plays out, but that will go a long way in securing ultimately the signs, the, the signees uh, of this class of 2024. So Florida needs to nail these visits coming up out of the park, and we'll see where it goes from there. A lot of big names to include in the eight commits Florida already has. So plenty, plenty of names, plenty of dates to get into right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Everybody hit that like button. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. If you're watching this YouTube version, you'll get those notifications when we go live. Look, it's Memorial Day weekend. I don't know when I'd be able to. Uh, it was always going to come out today on this Monday before, you know, next weekend. This coming up or this coming up weekend, the first weekend of June, these visits. I was going to have this episode kind of catch everybody up to date uh, on a lot of these recruits heading into these official visits. So plenty to get into, of course, with, with, with that. We'll get breakdown plus, I'm sure, with recruiting going to be taken off <laughs> these next few weeks. If you want to discuss it, even further, when more Gator fans, you can join Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. You'll get access to that Discord server uh, where the conversation will be hot and heavy, I am sure, <laughs> as far as these, uh, all these visits coming up. So you can check it out all right there. Um, link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. And hey, look, one more. That sale for Gators Breakdown merch still going on 25% off. Right now at GatorsBreakdownMerch.com. A lot of new designs up there. If you're watching the YouTube version, you can see them. A lot of summertime vibes with all those new designs right there. You can get it. GatorsBreakdownMerch.com. There's T-shirts. There's tank tops. There's some of the traditional designs that we've had. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of new designs up there to get you summertime going. Support Gators Breakdown. Support the Gators in style right here. GatorsBreakdownMerch.com. As I said, 25% off right now using promo code YTSHOPPING25. That's YTSHOPPING25. Use that promo code to get 25% off GatorsBreakdownMerch.com. All right, let's get into it. Let's go down. It's going to be a lot of names thrown at you right here this episode Try if you're watching YouTube version, probably a little easier to keep up with. Have the graphics of the uh, of some of the names that I'll be looking out for. And look, when when I'm uh, when I'm making this, it is look, of course, eight commits right now. We'll see how many Florida signed. Anywhere from twenty to twenty four, twenty five. We'll see how you know Napier hasn't really filled out the classes all the way uh, recently. You know, kept a little bit more of Mullins players. Uh, than necessarily most of us thought he would. So the classes haven't been as large um, in these in this first two cycles. So we'll see where it goes from here. But you're looking at it, eight commits right now. And the names I bring up, you know, I'm sure there's going to be names I've left off. What we know how late recruiting cycles go. There's some names that show up that uh, you didn't necessarily uh, have pegged in the spring and the summer. So, but right now, kind of taking everything that I've been hearing, you've been hearing, um, the last few weeks, the last few months, I think we got a pretty good idea of where Florida, of course, because of who they're bringing on campus for visits, who they've had on campus for visits already, some connections to some current commits, of course. Uh, so I think we can we can get about 90% of the way there, I think. I think a lot of the names I bring up in this episode, we will see in the class. Of course, not all of them, because you don't have room for all of them, <laughs> but uh, we'll see how it all goes. But eight commits, of course. Heading into these June official visits, quarterback DJ Lagway, 
Safety, Xavier Filson, me. Linebackers, Darius Hayes, Miles Graham, Chauncey Bowens at running back, Isaiah Williams at wide receiver, another running back. Kanan Daniels also committed, of course. And then safety, Josiah Davis. That makes up your eight commitments for the Gators right now. Heading into these visits, ranked 11th on the 24-7 sports composite and ranked all the way up to fourth in the on-three industry rankings. So we'll go through position by position. No, not necessarily any reason to hit quarterback right now. Not necessarily any reason to hit running back right now. I know Chauncey Bowens is going to visit Georgia. I still like Florida's chances to keep him right now uh, until I hear anything different. So we'll gloss over. We'll go over. How about we will not really go over quarterback, running back right now because um, we know we'll go to the first position on offense right now. Let's start at wide receiver and where Florida could fill out their class. If you look at the rankings, of course, it starts with Jeremiah Smith, the second player overall in 24-7 and on three, the number one wide receiver. When you look at it right there, Terry Bussey, of course, he's an athlete, but will be a wide receiver at the next spot. He's 50th overall in 24-7 sports composite, fourth athlete. He's 30th overall in on three, the second athlete. And of course, names, Chance Robinson, TJ Moore, Jeray Hawkins, Mario Cravel, Michael Turner. There's the names there. So if we go through it here, I think Terrence Moore, TJ Moore, that's where we start, of course. 157th overall, the 24th ranked wide receiver. On 24-7, he's the 128th player overall and on three, 22nd wide receiver. But looks like a Florida-Clemson battle for the Tampa wide receiver. This is the one we mostly feel good about right now. 42 catches, 1,021 yards, 24.3 average, 13 touchdowns in one of the higher classifications in the state of Florida. Will visit Florida on June 9th. So visits Clemson this coming up weekend, the weekend before. Seems in no hurry to make a decision. Says, says he'll take his visits first. Does T.J. Moore, Billy Napier, really involved here? You know, and there's a handful of commits or a handful of recruits that the head coach is going to be involved in, and this is one of them. Of course, Billy Gonzalez playing a big, big part here. For one, T.J. Moore. So let's go Mario Craver. I know there's another name that's been thrown around out there. Florida, Auburn, Ole Miss battle, it seems right now. Uh, there's been some questions. Is he a green light from Florida and or Auburn? You know, are both schools waiting on maybe other targets to hop on board before giving the green light to, to Mario Craver? I've been told that, you know, he has a green light for Florida. You know, there's still some question there, of course. Not a very clear picture here when you look at Mario Craver. He's a lot of receiver that can move. One of the fastest wide receivers in this class can separate, use it in space. I like Florida here if he gets the green light. Uh, Dre Hawkins, of course, IMG Products says Florida and Penn State are the schools that stand out. He's visiting Florida that June 9th weekend. Big-time burner is Hawkins as he won the 60-meter dash, running a 6.7 in the Florida Indoor Championships after transferring to IMG from West Virginia. Um, another wide receiver here on the lighter side is, is Hawkins, 5'9", 160, ideal slot receiver that can get the ball, catch the ball, and run after the catch. Uh, Terry Busty brought him up, of course, uh, from the state of Texas, a connection, a uh, seven-on-seven team with quarterback DJ Lagway, another slot receiver option, 5'10", 180, uh, instead of a DB. Now, uh, he's li listed as an athlete. He can play both sides of the ball, wide receiver or athlete, uh, can Terry Busty. But Raymond likes his DBs a little bigger, so that kind of, you know, if he's going to go to Florida, it will not be on the defensive side of the ball. 4.42 speed. Another slot receiver, speed and short area type of guy uh, when you look here uh, at the wide, some of the wide receiver targets for the Gators. And, of course, if you look at, moving on, Michael Turner, Louisiana kid, uh, was really impressed with the Florida offer and helped the Gators shoot up to his top spot. Have to watch for LSU and see if they offer. They are interested and not sure when or if that offer will come for Turner. From the Bayou Bengals. But you know, will he hold off, try and wait on that offer, or will he pop for Florida before then? So it's something to look out for as far as Michael Turner goes uh, and the storyline around him. But of course, if you look at the committed prospects, you know, those guys I just went through uncommitted, we'll see uh, where you know Florida feels good 
about T.J. Moore, where they stand with him right now. Uh, but the committed prospects of Florida still going after, uh, I think you got to look, that are coming on campus. Jeremiah Smith, of course, just coming up weekend on June the 7th or June 2nd, committed to Ohio State. Still have to keep mentioning him, though, of course. He's going to visit. Georgia's in the running for him as well. Can one more visit with Lagway on campus in Gainesville make a difference? Can you keep chipping away here? Can you keep chipping away at Jeremiah Smith, one of the best players in the country, the best wide receiver in the country? Got to keep yourself in it. And then Chance Robinson, you know, that was a name that come up as well. Um, and he's a Miami commit from St. Thomas Aquinas. He'll visit on the June 9th weekend. Uh, Florida being in the SEC and academics garners his interest here. Uh, as a junior, 540 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns on 29 catches for Chance Robinson. So there's your wide receiver look. You see uh, kind of just going through here. Florida looking for a lot of speed uh, at the wide receiver position. You're still looking for that um, – you know, that, you know, that slot playmaker that can make something happen after the catch. You know, to go along uh, right now with wide receiver Isaiah Williams, who is committed, you, you look for Florida to probably take at least two more wide receivers to go along with that great class last year of Gene, Mizell, and Wilson. Um, you look at those names there, uh, and if you look at this group, I think Florida, you know, to get two of these, they'd be completely happy. Uh, with, with, with a couple. I think T.J. Moore, you maybe pencil him in the class and then see where Florida can go uh, after that to help fill in this wide receiver class. So there you go. There's a look at wide receiver for this class of 2024 and the targets and some of the visits coming up for this position group. And now let's move to tight end. And one that maybe has come a little clearer in the last couple of days or the last few days or the last couple of weeks that tight end position, we know Florida's got some numbers there, but still waiting for somebody to just break out under Billy Napier in that tight end position. And there is, you'll look at this group, and when we go through the names here in just a second, but a very athletic group here at the tight end position. And of course, if you go back to February, when we were turning the page from the class of 23 to the class of 2024, Will and I sat here and we went through this tight end group, and the state of Georgia is just loaded with the tight end position. And Georgia already has two tight end commitments. And of course they have a lot to sell at that position, but thankfully that state is so loaded where there are still a lot of options at the tight end position. And Florida is in the running for a few. Caleb Odom, the highest ranked right now, 85th ranked on 24 seven sports composite sixth overall 69th on, on three, the fourth tight end overall. Uh, Jonathan Eccles, 94th overall in the 24-7 sports composite, 7th tight end. He's 130th on the on three, 11th rated tight end. Amir Jackson, a name we've been hearing a lot of lately as far as the Gators go, listed as an athlete on 24-7 sports. He's 100th overall, 8th ranked athlete, 123rd overall on on three. Walter Matthews is another name we hear a whole lot about as far as the Gators go in the tight end position. And Eric Carner as well from up north. We'll get into all these guys right here, but let's start with Amir Jackson transitioning from wide receiver to tight end and one where Napier and Russ Calloway are involved. You have to approach it like this for this tight end out of the state of Georgia. Georgia has their tight end commitments, uh, as, I, as I just said, and Florida right now sits really good to maybe rebound here uh, for Amir Jackson and Alabama in the mix too, but Florida seems to be the trending school right now uh, for Amir Jackson. More of a receiving threat right now, of course, having that wide receiver background uh, must develop better as a blocker, but you'd certainly love to get this athleticism on the field at this position, something Florida is clearly lacking here at the tight end position. Caleb Odom, uh, versatility uh, to be moved around about as natural as they come. Basketball background to his advantage. Mismatch with his athleticism. Played a lot of outside wide receiver in Georgia in 6A competition. So Amir Jackson just mentioned, you know, from the state of Georgia. Caleb Odom, from the state of Georgia. Now let's move to Walter Matthews. Guess where he's from? From the state of Georgia. So you don't have to go far for your tight end class if you're a Gator. So Walter Matthews. Another one from Georgia, as I said, and the name we see, we seem to hear the most out of the tight end position until recently, until this Amir Jackson, until Georgia got their second tight end commit, maybe leaving Amir Jackson um, now to maybe just where Florida is 
pretty much the favorite for Amir Jackson right now. But before that, it was Walter Matthews' name we were hearing a whole lot about. So you know, you, he put Florida in his top two, along with USC, the Trojans out there out west. And he had a good relationship with William Pigler, uh, but now has started to develop a relationship with Russ Calloway. So the new tight end coach for the Gators as well. He's another tight end with a basketball background. So another one that's athletic uh, can use that as a mismatch. Common theme here, you know, athletic tight ends have an athletic background, whether it's somebody who played receiver, whether it's somebody who also plays basketball, Florida is trying to target some more athletic types at the tight end position. Walter Matthews is now going to visit June the 9th. He's going to visit USC this weekend. So, of course, you'd love for him. Hopefully, USC doesn't wrap that up, and he takes that visit to Florida on June the 9th. So, and, and here's another thing. Florida, obviously, I think would love to take two tight ends. But what happens if Amir Jackson pops first? You know, does it affect Matthews or, or maybe the other way around? You know, can do, do these guys want to be brought in with another tight end? You know, Florida wants two tight ends. Ideally, you get Matthews and Amir Jackson, and you're going to have to figure something out in that tight end room because that's just way too many numbers uh, where, where Florida sits at uh, overall for scholarships and, and, and the current roster. Uh, but you know, we'll see uh, what, what it looks like. Jackson, Matthews, I think, you know, Florida trending for both those guys. Hopefully a commit from one or the other doesn't shove the other one off. Uh, Caleb Oden, you bring his name up, but kind of trending elsewhere uh, right right now. And then if you keep going now, you can start looking at some commitments. Uh, Jonathan Eccles, a Tennessee commit from IMG, laser time 4.8, 6.4, turn tight end prospect. Uh, open to playing edge, but wants to play tight end. He's a great receiving threat as well. Uh, Florida should be getting a visit soon, keeping the door open uh, for other schools and a possible flip. Uh, and then one more, Eric Carner put Florida in his top five, uh, but thought to be trending Iowa for a while. He's from the state of Indiana, has an official setup for June the 9th uh, with Iowa uh, on June 23rd. So Florida visit on the 9th, Iowa on June 23rd. Uh, so that would be after his Florida visit. We'll see if he's trending. Iowa takes that visit after Florida. You know, maybe uh, something where he trends Iowa, maybe commits after that. Uh, Alabama, Iowa, Florida, Michigan State, and Texas A&M are the schools that stand out for the one-time Purdue commit. Committed to Purdue at one point. But now list Alabama, Iowa, Florida, Michigan State, Texas A&M as his top five. So there you go. There's your look at the tight end position. And you've got to think, as I said, Jackson, Matthews, the two to look out for, hopefully both. We know Florida has a lot to figure out at that tight end position. Some types of players that don't really, you know, I like Arliss Boardingham's potential as an athletic tight end, but not many more like him on this roster. Clearly see Florida's plan right now at the tight end position to get those athletic type of tight ends. Now, one that's um, a position group, of course, where we're still waiting for Florida to make their impact, that, of course, is offensive line. And mostly going to take a look at offensive tackle prospects here. Uh, Florida did pretty well last cycle with Kearney and Harris, of course, leading the way of the interior. Uh, we can get to some more interior names as we go along here in this recruiting cycle, but we know Florida needs to hit offensive tackle, needs to raise that talent level as far as high school prospects go. Uh, and we got a lot of names here to look out for the offensive line for the class of 2024. Let's go to Jordan Seaton, a name that got hot recently after a spring visit to the Gators. Uh, IMG, uh, of course, he's 41st overall in 24-7 sports. He's the number one interior offensive lineman. Uh, on three, has him as the 42nd overall, second offensive tackle. Says Florida's in a good spot. Uh, he's a top priority for this staff. He'd be a big get. You know, he's, I know he's rated as an interior offensive lineman, so could possibly fit in there, but it would be a big get to play tackle. He can play inside if need be, he says. Uh, but Florida, you know, of course, needs to hit on a player like this at a tackle position at the same time. Ohio State may be the school to look out for here for the 6'5", 285-pound D.C. native. So, of course, at IMG, but come in from somewhere else, from D.C., so no real ties to the state of Florida besides IMG. Listed as an interior offensive lineman, as I said, on 24-7, but did line up at left tackle in IMG spring game. So Jordan Seaton uh, wasn't to look out for there. 
Uh, Michael Uni, 24-7 sports, 134th overall. He is the eighth-rated offensive tackle there. On three, 152nd overall, 10th-rated offensive tackle. So about a top-10 offensive tackle prospect here from Michael Uni. Gators recently made this Texas native's top six, along with Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Michigan, and Clemson. Big-time offensive tackle prospect here that will visit June 9th to 11th. Comes in 6'7", 295, loves the relationship with Sale and Stapleton, and also Joe Hamilton as, look, of course, this is a Texas native. You're going to hear Joe Hamilton's name anytime a prospect from the state of Texas is brought up. He's really, really doing well there in the state of Texas is Joe Hamilton and getting and garnering interest for the University of Florida and a lot of targets there. So high upside player here for the top 10 offensive tackle in the country. Let's go Ethan Callaway. On 24-7 sports, he's the 208th overall. He's the 19th offensive tackle. On three, has him the 207th overall, 17th ranked offensive tackle. Very similar rankings for Ethan Callaway. Gators near the top for an offensive lineman that was in the swamp for Florida's victory last year over South Carolina last season. Uh, he's from North Carolina. Mentioned he likes Florida's two offensive line coach setup. 6'7", 307 pounds. Tackle prospect, maybe with a battle... Georgia and LSU here for the Gators. LSU right now gets that last visit that's that's officially scheduled. So looking at a big-time battle with some big-time programs for Ethan Calloway, Florida, Georgia, LSU, to schools to look out for for Ethan Calloway. Let's go Fletcher Westfall, 24-7 sports, 265th overall player, 24th-ranked offensive tackle on three, 241st overall, just a bit higher, and the 20th-ranked offensive tackle. He is from Virginia. Visiting Florida for the third time coming up in June. Officially made his top five to the Gators. And Florida sits in a really good spot here with work to do. Uh, but probably one of, if not the top offensive linemen to feel the best about. From the Gator side, Clemson, Georgia, Arkansas seem to be the biggest threats. Prototypical left tackle comes in six foot seven. Six foot seven and a half, 305 pounds for Fletcher Westfall. So if you're looking one to maybe circle, that's probably the one I'd circle right now. It's feeling the best about as far as this offensive line, offensive tackle target goes for the Gators. Marcus Muscol, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, but 668th overall. So you start taking a big dip here. Between Fletcher Westfall and Marcus Maskell, uh, Maskell 247th overall, or on 24-7, 668th overall, 55th ranked offensive tackle. On three, has him as the 645th overall, 45th offensive tackle prospect from the state of Georgia. He's going to visit June 9th. Uh, second visit, as he was on campus in March. LSU gets to visit this coming up weekend, and then NC State on June 16th. He'll make a decision after taking these visits. Ty Hilton, uh, another tackle prospect here, 967th overall on 24-7, 913th overall on, on three. Um, from the state of Florida, from Oviedo, 6'4", 272. He'll visit June 16th and then FSU the weekend after. Miami, Penn State, Central Florida. He's looking to commit in late July or August is Ty Hilton. And then one more name to look out for... Mike Williams, he was committed to South Carolina, just decommitted last week, 1,268 overall, 1,292 on on three. He was 1,268 on 24-7. Um, as I mentioned, just decommitted from South Carolina. Uh, Maryland, the first week of June, Williams said, Florida June 9th through 11th, and then Michigan State on June 16th through the 18th. So, Looking at offensive lines, I said, kind of concentrating on offensive tackle here for the moment, and you're still waiting uh, for, for, for someone to drop here. Uh, you look at you know, this list, if you're looking at it on YouTube, you know, that top half, you know, those top one, two, three, four prospects, Seton, Uni, Callaway, Westfall, you'd love to be, I mean, you'd love to get three of those guys. Uh, Florida's got to get two of them. Somehow, some way, got to get two of those morely, more highly rated offensive tackle spots here for the Gators. So I think they sit in a pretty good spot for, for, for a few of those guys. Got to finish the deal, especially for somebody like Fletcher Westfall. But Seton, Uni, Callaway, names to certainly look out for. Hopefully these visits coming up uh, can really help the Gators solidify another um, 
another offensive lineman to feel pretty good about besides Westfall. And I, I absolutely would take him, uh, as I said, that prototypical. I mean, Westfall, six foot seven and a half, 305 pounds from Virginia. So out of state, you got to pull one from out of state here. I mean, that's another thing. The state of Florida is just not all that great in offensive line talent. And so Florida's really going to have to hit out of state. And look, that's kind of just been a history. I mean, the state of Florida, more known for the, the skill player positions. Not necessarily offensive line that's kind of playing its way out through here, and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But there's, I think, the names to start looking out for as far as offensive line goes and these um, targets go. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. A lot of names there. We'll see where Florida hopefully makes a dent uh, with all these visits coming up. So all right, we will now shift. So the defensive side of the ball, I just took you through wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, and now another position group where there's going to be a lot of names, of course, So we're kind of still with like, just like offensive line, defensive line. And you're staying in the trenches. Florida still has uh, some names <laughs> to pull into this class. Not really getting started yet with the eight commits that the Gators have. Plenty, plenty of targets right here, of course, on the defensive line. And we'll start at the top where... I don't necessarily feel great about the very, very top here. Uh, Colin Simmons, of course, David Stone, your top two targets here. Let's start with Simmons on 24-7, fourth overall. He's the number one overall edge player. On three, has him the third overall player, so one higher than 24-7. He's the first edge player there as well from the state of Texas. Has made it to campus multiple times, so you know, Florida doing their job there. Miami, Oregon, Texas. Visits coming up in June. Looks like he's going to come for a visit for a game in the fall. Not one of these June visits for the Gators, for Colin Simmons. So we'll see how much Florida, how much ground Florida maybe has to make up from these summer visits. Hopefully there's time to chip away. Hopefully he doesn't commit uh, to one of these schools. Looks like LSU leads right now for the Texas native. But it's likely going to take his decision into December. So if you can get past these summer visits... Get him on campus in the fall. Get him from not committing to LSU some point in between now and December. Then maybe, maybe there's a crack in the door here for one Colin Simmons. But I wouldn't necessarily look. You got to put him on the list just because of how many times he's visited. He's trying to set up another visit in the fall. Florida's had some pretty good or a pretty good run in the state of Texas. So I think you you put him on the list just knowing that it's a possibility. May not be great, but you got to with just the visits, amount of visits, and the visits coming up. David Stone, of course, on 24-7, he's sixth overall, second-ranked defensive lineman. He's 11th overall on on three, third-ranked defensive lineman. Looks to be visiting June 2nd weekend. Oklahoma seems to be the trendy pick here for David Stone. Napier, Armstrong, Spencer, all involved here for the IMG defensive lineman. Florida has done better, put themselves in the mix here for Stone. And this one where officially, you know, the official visit really, really needs to pay off. Maybe chip, chip away at the Oklahoma lead uh, and also do enough to overcome an Oklahoma visit later uh, in, in June. So Midwest kid playing at IMG. So maybe hard uh, to pull that one. But Looking at the top two, Simmons, Stone, just because of visits that have happened, visits that will happen, you throw them in the mix, but then you start looking at maybe some more of the realistic candidates here along the defensive line. Let's start with LJ McCray. More of a defensive tackle prospect, possibly 24-7 sports, has him the 136th overall, 16th-ranked defensive lineman. On three, he's 93rd overall, 12th-ranked defensive lineman, lineman. Taking part in the visits coming up this weekend, June Second through the fourth for the Daytona defensive lineman, six foot six and a half, 260 pounds. This will be his fifth reported trip to Gainesville. It's a short drive, of course, from Daytona to Gainesville. If you can get him on campus as many times as you can, you do so. He's very athletic. He's played tight end as well, but his future is along the defensive line. He's mostly worked edge, but may slide inside if he can pack on some weight. Has official visits scheduled to Miami, Auburn, Georgia in June, and FSU for the Virginia Tech game on October 7th. So FSU is, now they're, they're playing a little bit. Now, I just mentioned it with Colin Simmons. Like a lot of these visits are going to happen in June. 
but some are going to happen in the fall as well. But um, Napier's plan is to get them mostly the official visits during the summertime. Uh, when they are on campus for a game, you do get that game atmosphere, you get that crowd atmosphere, but it's so hard to give the, the time needed to recruits when you have to worry about a game. So Napier's plan is to mostly, in like most of the programs here, most of the major programs are doing the same thing. They've either started their official visits already or coming up in June like Florida, a lot of these official visits taking place in the summertime and not during the season. FSU, from what I've heard, they're going to save a lot for the season. Uh, and that's going to happen with LJ McCray here. So maybe, hopefully, if Florida can get, him, get his commitment sometime this summer before he even goes on that FSU visit in the fall, and he may still may take it even as a commit. But you know, most of the time, if you get him committed, and I know, we know decommits happen, but for the most part, you get them you get in the fold. It's a lot harder to, for somebody to flip them than them just being uncommitted prospects throughout the whole process so because that Simmons he'll be coming for a visit for a game for Florida in the fall but somebody like LJ McCray here he's going to visit Miami Auburn Georgia Florida in June and FSU for the Virginia Tech game on October 7th so that's a name we've heard a whole good bit about as a big time target big time likely target hopefully there for the Gators let's keep it going let's go back to the state of Texas Dalen Evans Big name here, of course, 24-7 sports has him the 162nd overall player, 20th ranked defensive lineman on three, much higher there, 114th overall, 16th ranked defensive lineman. Could be the most likely to be flipped target here for the Gators. Certainly would not be an easy flip for this Texas native, Texas A&M Aggie commit. It's going to visit this coming up weekend with fellow Texas native, DJ Lagway, good friends with him. Florida knocked his visit out of the park in the spring. You hope to continue that. Florida put themselves in great position and in great contention for a flip here for Dalen Evans. Proximity, of course, will be hard to overcome here, but his relationship with DJ Lagway can hopefully overcome that. So big, big name on campus is coming up weekend. Another name we've been hearing a whole good bit about lately coming up, Nasir Johnson. 213th overall in 24-7 sports, 28th ranked defensive lineman, 244th overall on three. He is also the 28th defensive lineman there. Six foot four Georgia native is visiting June 16th uh, and setting up to be a big time Florida, Florida State battle for Nasir Johnson. Sean Spencer leading the way for Johnson, who put Florida in his top five. After an April visit, FSU may be trending as of late, so one to keep an eye on plays both sides of the line of scrimmage in high school. One more name we've heard a whole good bit about lately, DeAndre Robinson. 305th overall in 24-7, 385th overall on three. The Orlando native grew up a Gator fan. Will be on campus this coming up weekend for his official. Defensive tackle size here, six foot three and a half, 315 pounds for DeAndre Robinson. But the Gators are pitching him on being able to move him around up front a bit because of how well he moves. He'll also visit Ohio State the week after the Gator visit. Georgia, Texas also look to be getting visits. So Sean Spencer, defensive coordinator Austin Armstrong, both visited Robinson at his school this spring. And many of the staff keep in constant contact here, even Billy Napier. And that's going to make the Gators a player here in the end. Decision probably coming in the fall for DeAndre Robinson, he says. Also mentions Tennessee and LSU. So DeAndre Robinson, big-time defensive tackle prospect here for the Gators. Or defensive line prospect. Like I said, they can move him around. Georgia, Texas, Ohio State, Tennessee, LSU, Florida. For the Orlando native, hopefully you keep one home right here. Speaking of keeping one home, well, I mean, this one's about as close to home as you can get. Kendall Jackson, of course, a name we have brought up plenty of times here on Gators Breakdown over the last few months. On 24-7 Sports, he is the 568th-ranked defensive lineman, 508th on, on three. I'm much higher on him after seeing him play like twice in person. A versatile defensive lineman target from right there in Gainesville, of course. He'll visit this coming up weekend, 6'4", 250, 65 tackles, 22 for loss, 12 and a half sacks, three pass breakups, two interceptions. One of those was a pick six, two forced fumbles. 
uh, has visits scheduled for Kentucky and Miami after that Florida visit. Um, but Florida seeing him more in that jack role. So not your traditional defensive lineman, but as I said, Kendall Jackson, I mean, I'd say I moved all over the place uh, there uh, for Gainesville Buholtz uh, last year. Just really jumps off the, the page when you, when you watch uh, Gainesville, whether it be their highlights or game. I mean, he is instantly noticeable. We'll see uh, if he rises in the rankings a bit, but you know, I like him. I know Florida likes him. Uh, you hope to maybe get that one in the fold sometime soon after maybe the visit this coming up weekend. But um, I've heard, you know, he wants to take his visits, wants to stretch it out a bit, maybe enjoy the process a bit. Nothing wrong with that. But Kendall Jackson right there in Gainesville, one to look out for. So you're going back, kind of reviewing a bit. Simmons Stone at the top. Not sure of Florida's chances there, but start looking really at McCray, Evans, Nasir Johnson, DeAndre Robinson, Kendall Jackson. I mean, I think looking at this list, that's going to be Florida's uh, defensive line class. Most of those names, um, that you, when you start looking at it, I think will fill up Florida's defensive line class for the class of 2024. All right, a couple more positions here before we sign off here on Gators Breakdown. And linebacker is very interesting because you already have two good commits in Miles Graham, Darius Hayes, Committed to the Gators, but the Gators, from what I'm hearing, could take up to four. I've heard that on multiple accounts here in asking around because we, we keep hearing, hey, Florida's targeting this guy, tar- Florida's targeting that guy uh, at linebacker, and hey, you got two committed. But nothing wrong with stacking talent. We absolutely know that. Something that needs to be done at the University of Florida, no matter how good of the players you already have committed, if you can bring more in, of course, if it makes sense, you bring them in. So Florida could take up the four now with the option of Hayes maybe being an option to play more edge. I mean, being recruited as a linebacker, but still that versatile type of player plays edge in high school. If you get four linebackers, do you basically make it three and make him an edge player or one where he can just kind of move around a bit between linebacker and edge. So that is, I think an option Florida could be looking at because there are plenty of names that they are in for. For some linebackers. And we're going to throw out three more right here. As I said, Miles Graham, Darius Hayes already committed in this class of 2024. But a few more names. A few more names I think we really, we really should be looking at. Aaron, Aaron Childs, Jamonte Waller, and Chris Jones. Let's go through them right quick. Aaron Childs on 24-7 sports. He's the 73rd player overall. Sixth-ranked linebacker. On three, has him as the 101st player overall, the eighth-rate linebacker out of Maryland, where he is the top player in the state of Maryland. Michigan looks like the school to beat at the moment, but I am hearing Florida is doing a great job, and in this, more than many think. 6'3", 220, can play up to 230, has announced his final three of Florida, Michigan, and the in-state Terrapins. Florida getting an official visit on June the 9th, and the Wolverines on June 23rd. Childs is known as a, a team leader, an alpha, high football IQ, can play the edge or rush, you know, edge rush or inside linebacker. Uh, 74 tackles, 10 sacks, 15 tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries for your stats last year for one Aaron Childs. Uh, let's move to Jamonte Waller, 102nd overall. He's the eighth ring edge player on 24 7. On three, does have him as a linebacker. 81st overall, 7th-ranked linebacker. A Mississippi native here is Jamonte Waller, and having a commitment from fellow Mississippi native Kanan Daniels may help the Gators here. Officials with Auburn, Penn State, Georgia, and Texas A&M are confirmed. Florida's right in the middle of those. In the order it goes, is Auburn, Penn State, Florida, Georgia, Texas A&M. Those are the five visits he's Five visits he already has set up. Florida right in the middle of Auburn, Penn State, Georgia, Texas A&M. Finishes junior season with 106 tackles, 24 tackles for loss, 11 and a half sacks, one interception, one forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries for Jamonte Waller. And then, of course, the name we are hearing the most of, I think recently, is who could be next to commit for the Gators? Chris Jones' name is one that comes up. On 24-7, he is the 124th player overall, the 11th ranked linebacker. On three, he's the 150th 
overall player, 15th ranked linebacker. And let's go back to the DMV. And this is the number one player in the state of Virginia. Look at Aaron Childs and him being the number one player in Maryland. Well, Chris Jones is the number one player in Virginia. Chris Jones shaping up to be a Florida versus Georgia battle here where linebacker coach Jay Bateman is doing a great job of getting the Gators in this one and keeping the Gators in this one. Florida feels really good about heading into these visits and can hopefully keep the momentum over Georgia. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Virginia Tech, Tennessee, Notre Dame also in the mix. So this is a big-time battle with big-time programs. And, of course, the biggest one of Georgia. Their defensive reputation over the last couple of years will certainly be something Florida has to overcome. A lot to sell Chris Jones on a Georgia defense. But Florida firmly, firmly in this one may even lead going into these visits, so we'll see. It needs to pay off. The interest is so high with Florida that he's going to be bringing a mass of family with him for his official visit this weekend in Gainesville. He only has a Georgia visit scheduled for June 16th. So hopefully, hopefully Florida locks this one up this weekend, this coming up visit weekend or soon after. Uh, but the thought is he's going to take his decision into August. So watch out for that Georgia visit on June the 16th. And look, I, I still think you feel good if you're Florida by him showing the interest of bringing his whole family, whether he commits or not. Look, of course you'll feel better uh, if, if he goes ahead and, and commits after that visit, but wouldn't necessarily be too worried if he doesn't commit and makes that Georgia visit because the plan is the plan is to take it, to take, to take it to August. So knowing that before these visits even take place, if he doesn't commit after that, it makes you feel a little bit better, but we know the history of later visits usually paying off. I think in this NIL world, it's a little different. That last visit, we'll probably have to do some more um, digging of timing of visits and does it help to have them earlier or later or does it even matter anymore with NIL. So as you can see, of course, Florida obviously not done targeting linebacker. You know, anything more than Graham and Hayes would be icing on the cake in some ways. <laughs> obviously, the staff, I mean, obviously, you know, they want to continue building impact players in that room. Had to hit the portal hard last go around, of course, along with only one signee in the linebacker room. Missed some big targets last cycle, but already the case in this class, you're not missing on big time targets, and you might can even add one or two more. Could get even better for this Florida linebacker room. All right, let's move to the last position group here, and let's go secondary, of course. Florida with already two safety commits in the class. Xavier Filsamy, Josiah Davis. So this is mostly cornerback look here, but still some safety talk when you look at the defensive back targets for the Gators. Let's start with Jamari Howard, the recent decommitment from Michigan State. He's a 98th-ranked player overall in 24-7 sports, 12th-ranked cornerback, 70. Eighth overall on three, the 11th cornerback. That decommitment from Michigan State, of course, was expected. We've been hearing the whispers of that one for quite some time. And now looks to be a Florida-Florida State-Miami battle. But probably Florida-Florida State leading the way. Visiting June 2nd was the original plan to Gainesville, but now looks like June 9th may be that date. He's visited three times already. There's some confidence on the Florida side, but there's some confidence on the FSU side as well. He grew up a Seminoles fan. So that uh, it, it does look like right now, off the heels of his Michigan State Spartan decommitment, that for the Hialeah Westland cornerback, this is probably going to be a Florida-Florida State battle. He got snaps at both cornerback and wide receiver. Was also credited with 33 tackles. 15 pass breakups, two forced fumbles, and an interception per max preps, and also returned a punt for a touchdown. So Jamari Howard, I think, was feeling a little bit better about the Florida side of things, but now FSU certainly firmly in this one. As I said, grew up an FSU fan. They are in the mix for this one. I know Miami's out there probably as an outlier right now. We'll see what happens, but it looks to be a Florida-Florida State pure battle here. Jamari Howard. Let's go Wardell Mack. He is 24-7 sports, 111th overall, 13th ranked cornerback, 75th overall on three, 10th ranked cornerback. 
He'll visit Florida June 16th, coming from Louisiana, where LSU is probably the team to beat. FSU getting a visit as well on June the 2nd, coming up. Uh, he was at LSU spring game, where they view the interest in Florida and Florida State as legit, real interest. So we'll see if the Gators can pull the DB from Louisiana. The reputation of Corey Raymond can certainly help there. I think probably looking, I was wrestling with Jamari Howard and Zay Mincy is maybe the most likely, but now I'd probably say Mincy. Uh, I'd probably say Mincy. Let's get into him a good bit here. 131st overall in 24-7. Listed as a safety on both services. 11th ranked safety on 24-7. 10th ranked safety on all three. He's 141st overall there. He's versatile. He can play safety or cornerback. And I'd I'd say right now, Florida would be my pick for me. You know, I sit there and said, you know, maybe looking at some names of who could be next. And Chris Jones' names comes up. Well, Zay Mincy's name comes up, should come up as well. Now, he is a teammate of defensive lineman LJ McCray, but they won't visit the same weekend, of course, from Daytona. Mincy is visiting June 9th through 11th while McCray visits this coming up weekend. Major players involved with this one. Bama, LSU, Notre Dame, Florida State, Miami, Tennessee, Auburn. Has that ideal size that Corey Raymond likes, six, two and a half, 175 pounds with a wingspan of six, seven. He plays more in that cornerback role right now, but is so versatile he can play both. Where Florida wants to, you know, where they decide they want to put him, he can play both. And this may be setting up for another Florida, Florida State battle here in the defensive backfield. And this is a football, basketball, track and field athlete. He's had some times of 4.5640s. So, I mean, we talk about, you know, we, we, we've discussed three names here, and we've discussed Florida, Florida State, and all of them. But Wardell Mack mainly LSU with Florida, Florida State behind. Jamari Howard, Florida, Florida State battle. Zay Mitzi, Florida, Florida State battle. And it, it has been quite some time since we have sat here and said, hey, this is a Florida, Florida State battles. Now, we, we know last cycle was Florida-Miami battles for in-state, you know, for, for, for in-state battles between you know, the so-so big three. Now, we're starting to hear a little more. You know, besides those South Florida wide receivers, as far as the defensive backfield goes, we're hearing Florida-Florida State battles. So let's go. Let's keep going down the list a bit. Jalen Crawford, a name that's kind of kept creeping up here lately. 24-7 sports has him the 163rd overall. 15th ranked cornerback. 173rd overall on, on three. 20th ranked for his position group. From the state of Georgia, where Florida may be behind Auburn LSU with this one. The Bayou Bengals seem to be the team trending for Jalen Crawford. Corey Raymond's involved. That can help in the end, if it comes to it, but you know, a name I think we, we have to keep, keep, keep tabs on, but I think behind Auburn LSU right now. Kevin Levy or Kevin Levy, 657th overall, 67th ranked athlete. He is the 867th overall on three, 86th ranked cornerback. From West Palm Beach, uh, had been picked as a target earlier this year, but as more time goes on, the more likely Florida seems that they're in no hurry here. Uh, we'll see if a camp setting maybe raises his ranking, maybe see if Florida wants to see him in that role a bit more, plays both sides of the ball, but seen as a cornerback at the next level. He has said Florida State would probably be the pick if he had to choose today as the Knowles are recruiting him harder at the moment. And then another name you might have to dig a little deeper on, Justin Denson. He's not ranked on 24-7 sports at the safety spot. He is ranked on on three, 60, 664th overall, the 70th ranked safety from Rhode Island is Justin Denson. And he says the Gators are leading at the moment, so that's why you put him on this list after uh, a visit this spring. Michigan State also battling here. Uh, the Spartans have a visit coming up, and then the Gators on June the 9th. Oklahoma getting a visit, but you know, Florida, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Maryland, Penn State, Miami, Oklahoma, Arkansas, South Carolina, Florida State, Michigan State, Colorado make up his top 12, so a little odd that his rating is non-existent on 24-7, but of course, I doubt what stays that way. He has been picking up, his name has been picking up steam 
uh, this spring and Andrew Ivins of 24-7 Sports. You had to do a little bit of digging here for Denson just to go, hey, not ranked. I know he's a target for the Gators. I've heard his name a bit. I know he says Florida leads. So what's the what's the deal here with Justin Denson? And Andrew Ivins for 24-7 Sports, his, you know, he's director of scouting here. He mentioned Denson as a standout performer at the overtime OT7 East Regional in Kissimmee, Florida. Top players from uh, you know many states here. Uh, and Andrew said, quote, Denson was a bit of an unknown that quickly made a name for himself at the tournament when he turned his head to near perfection and came down with a pick on a shot right down the sidelines. Uh, of his performance uh, last month, that's what Andrew Ivins wrote. He says, the state of Rhode Island isn't exactly known for its football talent, but don't sleep on Denson, as his junior highlights are full of him coming across the field and producing takeaways. So we'll see, you know, just because he says Florida leads doesn't necessarily, you know, Got to do a little more digging on him and see maybe the the feeling of Florida, if that's reciprocated or not. Uh, but, you know, I'm competing more in these seven-on-seven seven settings may help rise our, our, our ranking here. Uh, but as I said, when you throw in, you know, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Penn State, Miami, Arkansas, South Carolina, Florida State, Michigan State, Colorado, I mean – He's certainly garnering interest from a lot of big-name programs. So we'll see what happens with the Rhode Island native here. I mean, of course, we, as Andrew said, playing in Rhode Island, of course, not necessarily going to get you noticed a whole lot, but we'll see what that means for one Justin Denson. I mean, look, if Corey Raymond won't team, I, 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 who am I to question that? But very interesting there, and a player to maybe look out for in the defensive backfield. So, all right, hey, there we go, getting you guys caught up with all these visits coming up and where Florida probably stands with a lot of these targets, with the work to do, of course, with these official visits coming up. As I said, these names I just went through, I think most of these guys are going to be the ones that fill out the rest of Florida's 2024 class. So lots to go through there. Uh, maybe even break this up a bit <laughs> for uh, uh, on YouTube to maybe uh, for, some, for some guys to uh, you know maybe have it easier to follow. Uh, maybe offensive side, defensive side uh, to, to break it up, but you get the full podcast version, of course, uh, right here. Or if you listen to the live stream, watching the live stream on YouTube, once again, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet right here on this YouTube version. Subscribe to the podcast platform as well on your favorite podcast platform. And hey, that would do it. Plenty of names, plenty of dates thrown your way, and it should be an exciting time these next few weeks with all these visits on campus for the Florida Gators. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.